once again, fans, and welcome to another edition of the CIAC cast. We are thrilled to have you with us for episode 21 of our continuing podcast here, and we're very happy that you have joined us. We've got some excellent guests coming up this week. Uh, two folks will be with us. First of all, we will have Tammy Schondelmeyer, the athletics director from Bloomfield High School. She's going to be talking about some sportsmanship initiatives that her school has been taking part in, so that'll be a good discussion about uh, sportsmanship. And then we'll have Chip Malafronte of the New Haven Register talking about a recent feature story that he did. So two very good guests that we are happy to have along with us on this edition of the CIAC cast. But before we get to those folks, let's quickly dive into our recurring theme of things you might have missed on CIACsports.com since the last time we came to you with a CIAC cast. News from the NFHS, the National Federation of High School State Associations, their rules publications, which are a big part of what they do, is governing the rules that uh, govern all of high school sports competitions across the country. Their rules publications will now be available in ebooks. So on iTunes or your Droid or Kindle or any of those publications, will now be able to read those rule books on your favorite device. So it's something, a new feature from the NFHS. There's a Information about that on CIACsports.com. Did a story last week about the last teams in fall sports, boys and girls soccer and field hockey, to have allowed a goal. We called that the last team standing, so sort of a fun competition to keep an eye on of which team will be the last to concede a goal in the fall sports season. Of course, edition of Linked Up last Friday, and then an eye on the CIAC on Monday. We've got a new story from Max Preps in the Max Preps section of CIACsports.com about the throwback offense that North Haven has been running that has them, their football team, off to such a strong start. So we have that as well. And then most recently, a sportsmanship ratings how-to guide discussing the ratings period that the CIAC sponsors in sportsmanship which will begin on Monday as schools have the opportunity to submit sportsmanship ratings for all of their opponents. So good information there. Hopefully fans and parents and, and administrators will take a look at that and take a look at some of the benefits of that sportsmanship program that hopefully all of our schools will take part in. So lots of good information on CIACsports.com. And speaking of that sportsmanship ratings, Tom process. That was one of the topics that we wanted to get into with our next guest. So we're very happy to welcome in her her in to talk about some of the sportsmanship initiatives that have taken place at her school. Very happy to be chatting now with Tammy Schondelmeyer, the Director of Athletics for and Coordinator of Physical Education and Health for Bloomfield High School. She's going to talk to us about some, uh, some sportsmanship, sportsmanship initiatives uh, that have been going on. So Tammy, thank you very much for, for joining us. I'm happy to be here. Uh, you are um, a member of the CIAC Sportsmanship Committee, um, and uh, one of their big initiatives is the sportsmanship ratings period uh, that will begin uh, starting next week for the fall, and we have several periods, um, one for each season during the school year. So first off, I was just wondering if you could kind of explain a little bit about how that process itself works as someone who's been on the committee and sort of helped, uh, you know, kind of create that that process that the CIC uses. So sort of if you could talk a little bit about the sportsmanship ratings and sort of how that works uh, for all of our member schools. Sure. Well, the idea is uh, to give coaches and, and, and other um, athletes the opportunity to rate each other um, after a given contest. Um, and in this way, we're going to, you know, provide for the school that was rated, uh, you know, a sample of what other people perceive 
um, their sportsmanship, you know, rating would be. And so, um, you know, we can give it a couple of weeks so that, you know, it's, it's a random thing. Everybody's playing, and the idea is to, to possibly get everybody um, rated in terms of their sportsmanship during that two-week period by a team that they've com- they competed against. Um, and then there are, there are several categories. There's, like, uh, one for coaches, you know, so that, that the teams get to rate, you know, how the coach performed on the sidelines and how they, you know, dealt with their team and any issues that their team showed, you know, did the coach deal with those correctly right. um, according to the team that's rating them. You know, we also talk about the athletes. Um, there's five categories or five questions that, you know, um, a coach would ask their athletes to kind of rate the other athletes and um, give a grade. And the grading system is from one through four. Um, we also talk about the officials and then, of course, the fans. Right. Um, so e- every team that's being rated is getting rated by their coach, their athletes, the officials, and the fans of that contest. And um, there's also a place for them to put a comment uh, based on what they observed during that contest. Right. So from just sort of we'll kind of talk from a few different perspectives here, but from the perspective of the committee, what do you sort of see or what does the committee kind of feel is the value, you know, of this process? What, what, what do we sort of feel that the schools uh, can get out of this um, from, from the committee's perspective or what does they hope maybe that the schools can get out of this? Well, first of all, the primary um, goal is to bring attention to sportsmanship. You know, mm-hmm. if, if they're actually making it important enough to say that this is a two-week period where you're going to rate your opponents, you know, you're showing that the CIAC feels that this is a, an important concept, you know, there's value to it, and we're giving it a, a, an actual time. And then they provide the ratings that you receive um, so that the schools, the schools have feedback on um, – and what, you know, these other opponents thought of them during that contest. It also provides feedback for the athletic directors and the principals of those schools. Um, so if a team consistently is getting poor marks um, or poor comments, you know, then an athletic director might use that as an evaluation tool for their coach. Mm-hmm. Um, they might use it, um, you know, if they need to remove a coach from a situation because they're continually getting, you know, poor sportsmanship comments, you know, not only from, you know, the CIAC ratings, but also from other, you know, things that happen. This could be an, an additional tool for that. Um, you know, you could also use it as, as a way to praise, you know, yeah. a team um, or, or a coaching staff or, or something along those lines um, to say, you know, you're, you're, you guys are consistently getting positive, you know, scores and good comments um, and, and use that, you know, to kind of encourage them to continue along those lines. So from, from you know, now sort of switching perspectives, uh, you know, as an athletics director, um, you know, who has sort of uh, used this process, um, so how would, on, from your and uh, at Bloomfield, how do you sort of, one, encourage, um, you know, your, your coaches and students to take part in the, the rating process? And then on the back end, how do you, how are some of the ways that you've used, uh, you know, the information and the data that you get back, um, you know, in, in sort of assessing or, you know, in trying to improve sportsmanship? Sure. So, so we, I, I have a meeting with my coaches on um, the beginning of the school year every year. It's an annual thing, and I, and I really emphasize the sportsmanship part of things and how I want them to um, use this ratings tool and in, 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 in terms of us rating other teams. Mm-hmm. You know, I want them to sit down with their team after the game and 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 go over every question and really ask the question and talk about it and what did the kids see and was this good or bad and so on and what score should we be giving this our opponent in this category. So I, I, I want the coaches to not do it themselves in a quiet room after a game. I want them to do it with their team so their team is understanding that, you know, um, not only are we rating other people, other people are rating you as well. And yeah. so you've got to be 
on your best behavior at all times because people are watching you, yeah. you know, and, and this is this is the tool in which they are going to be rating you. These are the questions that, you know, somebody else's coach is going to be asking their players. And what would they say about Bloomfield in this situation? Um, would, they, would it be a positive comment or a negative? So I want my coaches to talk, you know, to their team about these things. And that's what I encourage. That's what I expect. That's the stuff that we go over. Um, Later, I, I obviously take, um, you know, athletes uh, that, are, that are leaders and captains, you know, younger though, sophomores or juniors, not seniors, but sophomores or juniors, I take them with me to the Sportsmanship Summit, um, which is in November, of course, mm-hmm. and, you know, they participate in that, and then we bring back the concepts that, you know, they learned at the summit, and we, we present that stuff to all the athletes in a workshop that we do at Bloomfield High School. Um, and, you know, we go over, like, you know, the six pillars of, of – um, of sportsmanship to include like trustworthiness and respect, responsibility, um, fairness, caring, and citizenship. Those are mm-hmm. the six pillars. And you know, and I even give the, the kids a, a rubric, you know, um, where I have them score their own sportsmanship um, based on you know a point value. You know, are you somebody that you know in terms of trustworthiness? Are you often mis- you know misrepresented? You know, do you misrepresent the truth? You know, are you always honest? Do people um, believe you? You know, um, and so on. You know, so those are things that they're asked. Or, or I always tell the truth, or I'm always honest. And right. People do trust me. You know, so I kind of give them a little um, rubric that they score their own sportsmanship score. And it's a personal thing. Like I don't have them share it with anybody else. I don't have them turn it in. You know, it's just for their own, you know, understanding of like, you know, hey, you know, this is where I am, and this is this is what I, if I'm honest, how would I score myself? Yeah. And you know, so this is some of the things that we do in our sportsmanship workshop with the athletes. Um, we go over the six pillars, we give them the, the rubric that they score themselves, and we kind of talk about some real-life um, sportsmanship things that I personally observe. I mean, I go to as many games as I can, and I'm constantly paying attention. And if I see things, you know, with an athlete after a game, I'll pull them aside and I'll talk about it. Um, I've, I've addressed, you know, in, an entire team, you know, when I saw something positive and or negative in a game. Um, and then I also bring those situations up in this, this workshop with all the athletes where I'm, I'm specifically not using a name but a, but a team. And this happened in the football game last Friday night against so-and-so. Right. You know, and this is how it went, and this is why it was a positive thing in terms of sportsmanship, or this is what happened when we exemplified negative sportsmanship, and these were the consequences. And, and when, I'm, when I'm using, you know, real-life positive examples or um, – you know, personal examples, I should say, for these athletes to, to really understand what I'm talking about, I think, I think it hits home a little bit harder and they, and they you know, embrace the concepts a little bit more um, when, they, when they know it's about themselves or yeah. I might bring up something about them specifically and what they personally did in a game, you know? Yeah. So it, it seems to go over extremely well. I mean, um, you know, I, I, I've, I've been an AD for 13 years now and Sportsmanship has been my goal at Bloomfield, and um, you know every year you know we improve upon this. And this past year, 2012, we received four sportsmanship awards. Um, you know, three from our conference, the CCC, and one from the officials um, board for boys basketball. Um, and since I've been an AD, we've received that makes 11 um, sportsmanship awards that we receive from either our conference or, you know, officials. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like the kids are buying in. I feel like the, um, the, the coaches are buying in. I feel like the message is getting across to the, these kids and, and, you know, and, and they're exemplifying, you know, what I expect of them. 
Yeah, and certainly some. Uh, it's it's nice to hear some and hear some sort of approaches that have uh, that have brought about positive results, and hopefully uh, mm-hmm. everyone will 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 take the opportunity to uh, you know to to use the rating system and to to take it seriously and to and I because I think it can be uh, beneficial for for schools. Um, when you oh, sort of look at at sportsmanship, what are some of the you know even as you work on it and and try to emphasize it, what are some of the big challenges that you see uh, that maybe schools are are trying to tackle in that arena? Well, I, I think our biggest challenge, it's not the athletes and it's not the coaches, it's the fans. Mm-hmm. You know, trying to get, you know, um, fans and parents to understand that it's not okay for, you know, them to act any way they want to, that they are also, you know, um, you know, a reflection of Bloomfield High School on the sidelines and, you know, that, you know, we do rate the fans as well at, at, yep. a, at a contest. Um you know, but but getting the message across to the fans and getting those people to understand, you know, that this is a school and we want you to act a certain way. It's not like the rec leagues or, you know, the Sunday stuff that you do on the, you know, um, in the town. You know, this is, there's there's other things that are associated with this your your behavior and and there's other consequences behind it. Um, I think the fans are the biggest challenge in basketball. You know, for example, though we we read a, a sportsmanship message. You know, I actually have athletes from each school each team um read a part of this message out to the fans so it kind of you know it's not just me talking you know right. it's not so it's, it's somebody new it's their, their athlete is up there actually talking to their fans saying you know you know we expect that you you know honor the calls the officials make and please act you know appropriately in this contest and no booing and and so on you know um and i, I think um i mean I, I really don't have any issues at basketball games. I'm knocking some wood right here. But, <laughs> sure. You know, I don't have any issues like that. And and I I think that um I think that the message gets gets heard. And you know, of course, we have banners you know up that talk about sportsmanship. And we read something at the start of a football game as well about be a fan, not a fanatic, and you know, respect the calls and that kind of stuff. You're right. Um, but you know, so we're doing things you know to try to get to the fans and to make them understand that this is something we expect of them as well. Um, but Every once in a while, you know, you have an, an experience, you know, that is, is negative. And, and, you know, nine out of ten times, if I have a negative experience, it's, it's from a fan and not, a, not an athlete or a coach. Yeah, and certainly uh, a lot of different elements that can come into play, but sounds like uh, I think schools are, are working hard to, to be proactive in, in that sense. And I think that's the, the challenge with sportsmanship is I think, unfortunately, it becomes reactive rather than proactive. So I think you sort that's of sounds right. like you're trying to uh, to emphasize the proactive part, which uh, is certainly a, a good thing to see. So we uh, appreciate all the work you're doing and uh, appreciate you taking the time to talk with us and uh, and the fine work that the, the committee is doing and trying to make this a, uh, a priority for schools. So, Tammy, thank you very much, and uh, congratulations on all the work you've done with uh, in the realm of sportsmanship. We appreciate it. Thank you. I appreciate it. We thank Tammy for taking the time to chat with us and uh, fitting us in during her very busy schedule and really appreciate the emphasis that her school uh, has placed on sportsmanship and the insight that she's able to provide some best practices sorts of theories that may be valuable for other schools and other uh, individuals to hear across the state. Certainly appreciate the emphasis that she is put on sportsmanship at Bloomfield. Moving along now, there's a story that caught our eye in the New Haven Register in the Game Time CT blog uh, website, excuse me, that uh, the New Haven Register has launched. So to get into that, we want to talk a little bit about that story with our next guest. 
Very happy to be joined now by Chip Malafronte from the New Haven Register, along with the Game Time CT uh, website that was recent, recently launched. And uh, he's going to talk to us about a story that he wrote uh, recently that uh, certainly captured my attention. So, Chip, thanks for being with us. Appreciate it. Yeah, my pleasure. So um, for those of you who haven't read the story uh, that I'm talking about that uh, certainly caught my eye um, was about the North Haven football team and their relationship with a, a, young, uh, a young boy in the community named Matthew Jocks. So uh, just wanted to have you briefly kind of uh, talk a little bit about the story, Chip, and, uh, and kind of tell people what that was all about. Sure. Well, uh, you know, Matthew, Matthew was a six-year-old boy in uh, North Haven, and uh, he'd been born with a congenital heart defect. And uh, basically, his six years were mostly several open-heart surgeries, a lot of procedures. And eventually, earlier this year, it was uh, determined that he would, he would need a heart transplant. Uh, so uh, he was put on the, the wait list for that, and um, you know, it was kind of well-known throughout the, the town of North Haven. And uh, North Haven football coach uh, Tony Sagnella kind of got word of it, and uh, he was able to to uh, get in touch with the family, and uh, you know they they, they planned a, a special day for him at the at the team's spring game, mm-hmm. uh, where they were able to you know to to get to know him. They gave him a jersey, they gave him a little uniform, and uh, you know kind of like the uh, Nebraska had done something earlier, and, and he had kind of proposed this to his team, and, and they let Matthew take a handoff and, and, and run in for a touchdown, and yeah. kind of give him that moment. And that was something he had always wanted to do was to play football, and because of this condition, he wasn't going to be able to do that. So it was kind of uh, almost like a make-a-wish uh, type thing. Yeah, and uh, certainly encourage folks to check out the story uh, and has the video uh, a clip of him scoring that touchdown it was really pretty. Uh, pretty remarkable. So you, you said a little bit how you found out about the story, but how, you know, did you sort of decide this was something or, or what made you kind of decide this was something that you wanted to uh, to write about? Yeah, well, it was uh, it was uh, Mike Pucci, who covers high school football for us, had um, had written about the the spring game and uh, that had that gotten a lot of um, you know gotten a lot of publicity, and I had seen that, and, and then I kind of had lost, uh, you know, I kind of hadn't followed it, I didn't realize mm-hmm. that uh, earlier this earlier in September that Matthew had actually gone in to get his heart transplant, and uh, you know, he had he had seemed to be coming along pretty well, and then you know, last week we got the email that uh, you know that he had had some complications, and uh, you know his body had rejected the heart and uh, you know, yeah. the, the boy had passed away and it was uh, you know, obviously a, a very very sad story but just yeah. the fact that um, you know he had made this connection with North Haven and uh, had really affected them you know it just it just it made it a, a natural I just thought it was a great uh, it was a great story that that needed to be told and needed to be expanded upon yeah absolutely and certainly uh, some great uh, great things in there and obviously you know you you talk about it's 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 heartbreaking. It's a wonderful story, and that it's also heartbreaking in in so many ways. But uh, when you're dealing with a story like that, you know that obviously has so much emotion involved. What's your approach, sort of, as a writer in trying to write the column, and you know, and and still be respectful uh, of of the people you know that you're talking to, whether it's the family or whether it's the you know the kids, uh, you know, who are probably pretty emotional themselves. How do you kind of approach that uh, as a writer when you're when you're dealing with things like this? 
Yeah, it's one of the unfortunate, uh, you know, one of the unfortunate things in our business is that you know sometimes things like this happen, and uh, you know, as a, as a writer, it's always um, it's very difficult to do, and especially in a situation like this where I didn't know uh, Matthew personally. Um, so essentially, my, my approach was just to, to talk to the to the folks who knew did know him and who did get a chance to to meet with him and uh, were touched by him and let mm-hmm. them tell their stories. And really, you know, um, my job was just to kind of you know take take what they said and to kind of relay those feelings and those emotions that, that, that they had at the time and, and put that into the story and really kind of almost let it tell itself. And, you know, usually that's, uh, you know, that, that's uh, when you're dealing with a coach like Tony Sagnella, um, you know, a guy who, who really gets it. I mean, he's, he's really, you know, one of the outstanding football coaches in this state, not just because he knows the game, but he really knows how to, how to develop his players on and off the field. And, you know, to, to, to get the words from him, uh, you know, he, he was just uh, really so emotional and, and, and really uh, was able to convey his feelings so well that it was really it made my job much easier. Yeah, and uh, certainly great, great sort of work by you, but also, yeah, just, you know, the the everyone seems like represented themselves so well um, in this story, whether it's the coaches or the, the, the players. Um, you know, sort of a, a side note to the story um, has been the fact that the North Haven football team has been winning um, and obviously just had a big uh, victory over uh, defending state champions uh, Xavier. So how did that change, you know, the, what the story was a, would be about from your perspective or, or did it or, or how did you sort of incorporate that facet of it uh, into what you were writing? Yeah, I think in the grand scheme, it probably wouldn't have affected it very much. But I did get, um, you know, something from from Coach Sagnella that that really you know, kind of tied all that in together. And he had mentioned that, uh, you know, that that after that game on Friday against Xavier, um, you know, at, at the time Matthew had had seemed to be on the mend. You know, he had uh, he looked like he was recovering. He was doing better. They had taken him out of ICU. A few of the players had actually gone up to see him, and you know, at that time it looked like you know, he, he was doing a little bit better. Yeah. Um, but but after the win. And, you know, typical of, of any high school uh, uh, team, they, they kind of get together, they listen to the coach after the game, and then they'll put their hands in. And, you know, at North Haven, they kind of shout family on three, one, two, three, family. And I, after this game, the emotions of this huge win, probably one of the biggest wins in North Haven football history, one sure. of the captains said, you know, hey, listen, we're going to do one, two, three, Matthew Jakes. And that's what the team did was one, two, three, Matthew Jakes. And as Coach Sagnella pointed out, you know, the, he, he understood that these kids had, we're still thinking about him pretty heavily and he was on their minds and you know, that they had kind of, uh, you know, maybe you know, played this one for him. This was, this was the game. Uh, this is, a, they, they hadn't forgotten about him and, and he was on their minds in that game. And I thought that that was really, um, you know, pretty touching that in the, the excitement and the, you know, just the, the pure joy after that game that they were still able to, to remember this little boy and, and how he had affected him and, and the fact that he was still, you know, in the hospital and then trying to get over this ordeal. Yeah. And really, and, uh, you know, the other thing, uh, obviously as, as someone who, who works where I do, we certainly, uh, appreciate, uh, you know, seeing the kind of lessons and, and everything that these kids are getting out of football. And you sort of see that as well in, you know, what happened in this story in terms of the, the collaboration between North Haven and, uh, Xavier. Um, can you talk a little bit about that and how did that come up? Um, sort of in this ended up, you know, kind of being a thing where these two teams were facing each other, but also sort of working together a little bit, which I thought was a wonderful part of the story. It really was, and it's uh, you know it's just it's so so great to see that uh, you know these teams can be rivals on the field and. 
of the fact that uh, something like this can, can bring two teams together. Um, there, there were a couple of Xavier players, Ricky and Andrew Vary, who I believe they had a grandmother who lived in North Haven. Uh, they, they, they had a family connection to North Haven. I believe it was the grandmother. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they had uh, they had read Mike Pucci's story, and uh, it, it touched them, and, and they said right then and there that they wanted to do whatever they could to help uh, this little boy and, and, and the, the, uh, the, the great medical expenses. So completely on their own, they initiated their own fundraising, and uh, you know, they did it mostly through students, and uh, they were able to raise over $2,000. And uh, before a few days before the game, I believe it was the Wednesday, the game was on a Friday, and the, the boys called Xavier's athletic director and Coach Sagnella um, on a Wednesday, and they said, listen, we, we have this check. We'd like to give it to you um, before the game to, to present to the family. And uh, that's exactly what they did, and it was uh, really just uh, – really thoughtful and it's just it's just it's amazing uh you know you think that these are just teenagers these are just kids but the fact that they they can be uh, this thoughtful and this deep and just you know unselfish and to to, to do something like that for the family which so uh, you know really really touched them in, in a deep way yeah it really it uh kind of puts a lump in your throat just talking about it to you know see kids with that kind of perspective uh and uh certainly appreciate uh them sort of taking that initiative and it adds a you know a great uh, a great uh end to the story obviously that didn't have a, a a great end uh unfortunately but certainly brought out the best in a lot of uh, a lot of high school kids so we really really love seeing that portion of it so chip uh we thank you very much for uh, for taking some time to talk about this story and uh really appreciated uh the work you put into writing it and you said mike pucci as well uh who, who does a great job for you guys covering high school football and other things and uh it was certainly a good story and something that we love uh you know spreading the word about and hope everyone will will check it out and uh and support these two football teams that have have really shown a lot of great stuff uh in the last few weeks yeah, no, no problem at all. And uh, you know, any time. And again, like as you said, this is really uh, you know, it's one of those stories that uh, goes beyond goes beyond football, and it really shows how high school sports, uh, any sports in general, but even high school sports, can affect people in ways that are, go far beyond the sidelines. And uh, yeah, it's just uh, I was I, I was happy to, to be able to to relay this story to uh, to the readers here in Connecticut. Great. Thanks so much, Chip. We appreciate it. Thank you. Many thanks to Chip Malafronte for chatting with us. Really enjoyed that that story that, as we said, though incredibly uh, sad in many ways, really certainly highlights some of the best of, of high school sports, both with North Haven and with Xavier football. So appreciated hearing his thoughts on that as well. And that's going to do it. We got a little bit of a briefer edition of the CIAC cast this week, but we thank you very much for joining us. We thank our guests, Tammy Schondelmeyer and Chip Malafronte, for taking the time to chat with us. And of course, as always, we thank you for coming in with us. As always, you can get in touch with us uh, via email. You can email the CIAC cast. Email address is, of course, CIACcast at CASCIAC.org. You can follow CIAC Sports on Twitter. That will be at CIAC Sports. Check us out on Facebook, facebook.com slash CIAC Sports. And as always, go to CIACSports.com for all the updated information, schedules, scores, everything you're looking for. That's the place to find all of the information about CIAC Sports. That is going to do it for episode 21. As always, we thank you very much for being with us. Hope you'll join us once again for the next episode of the CIAC Cast.